0: I know, I know, Valentine's Day can be a fraught holiday. If you're lovelorn or recently broken up or just solo and fine with it, the hearts and chocolates and cards can be a little much. But love stories can also be cute and maybe a little inspiring, especially when they're real. So we asked NCPR's texting club for their North Country love stories. First up, a love born around a party on Halloween. And it's not a trick. That's today's story of the day.
1: Support for Story of the Day comes from Claxton Hepburn Medical Center, dedicated to providing patient care and regional services to
0: the people of St. Lawrence County. ClaxtonHepburn.org. Hey, I'm David Somerstein. It's Thursday, February 8th. First up, the findings of an annual survey on the North Country's quality of life show people aren't satisfied with housing, child care, and inflation. Catherine Wheeler reports.
2: Every year, the North Country Survey of the Community identifies how people feel about living in the western part of our region. The Center for Community Studies at Jefferson Community College in Watertown puts it together. Director Joel Lalone says this past year's findings aren't surprising, and they show a continuing theme.
1: There is no question that North Country residents still are feeling less satisfaction with a variety of components of what defines a community than potentially, you know, pre-pandemic.
2: More than 1,100 people across Jefferson, Lewis, and St. Lawrence counties took part. Lalone says the results show residents aren't happy with the availability of childcare, housing, or elder care. Those indicators fell about 10% below their long term averages. Two thirds of people surveyed said the availability of housing is only fair or poor across three counties.
1: You wonder on some of those ones like availability of housing and availability of childcare when is it going to bottom out?
2: Satisfaction in other areas like crime and policing and healthcare quality and access also went down. Lalone says the study also shows that many in the North Country were still focused on inflation and struggle with affording services.
1: People have not turned the corner and reversed and said, Oh, I can breathe it. Cyberly, you can feel a little bit more positive about. Housing and childcare.
2: But Lalone says there is a bright spot. The rate of people who have perceived the availability of good jobs is way up from a decade ago. For the past three years, the rates are the highest they've ever been, except in St. Lawrence County, where it plummeted this past year. While about a third of people in both Jefferson and Lewis counties called the availability of good jobs good or excellent, just 16% of people in St. Lawrence County said that. That's down 11% from 2022. Lalone says he knows groups within the North Country know about these problems and are working hard on solutions. He says he hopes the data can back up those efforts and show where communities need more support. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio.
0: Governor Kathy Hochul says the state is doing plenty to help New York City provide shelter for migrants. The governor's comments came yesterday in response to a question about Mayor Eric Adams' request for the state to pick up half of the city's shelter costs. But Hochul said she had sat down with the mayor and came away with a different impression. He sat right in this room with me and thanked me profusely for the support of the state of New York for what we've been doing over two years, $4.3 billion. Uh, so he did not put in that request to me. Adams told lawmakers at hearing Tuesday that it's only fair to split the bill 50-50. But Hochul said Adams isn't taking into account hundreds of millions of dollars the state is spending on three temporary shelters. Yesterday, Hochul also pressed her affordable housing plans with lawmakers. She brought a bunch of actual carrots to illustrate her point. Her plan would reserve hundreds of millions of dollars in state grants for local governments that add new housing. I'm told this is what you're willing to eat to help
1: build more housing. And I've got 600 million carrots
0: out there on the table. A stark contrast to last year, when the governor said an incentive-based approach wouldn't be enough to tackle the state's housing crisis, lawmakers rejected Hochul's previous plan, which would have required all local governments to approve new housing; otherwise, they would have had to give up local zoning authority. Next Wednesday is Valentine's Day. And until then, we're sharing North Country love stories. We asked you to send in submissions last month, and you delivered. Our first story is about a couple that lives in Potsdam. They met when they were little kids at a neighbor's Halloween party. And that would become a theme of their life together. Amy Firezel has our story.
1: When Alyssa Theobald was growing up in Potsdam, she looked forward to Halloween all year long. That's because each year, her neighbor held a party, and it was the one time that Alyssa got to see a little boy who lived down the road named Connor Hardiman.
3: And he was homeschooled, and I went to public school, so we never saw each other except for these very occasional neighborhood parties.
1: They met for the first time when they were nine years old. She was dressed as a fairy princess. He was a reindeer. Alyssa says it was love at first sight, for her at least.
3: I assumed that he would like had no idea I existed. I was just the weird girl across the room who would stare at him during Halloween
1: <laughs> parties. I was super awkward. Time passed. Alyssa and Connor never really saw each other outside of those Halloween parties. And when she went to college, Alyssa figured that was that.
3: I didn't think I was ever going to see him again. I figured he was too cool. He'd never really paid that much attention to me to begin with.
1: He went to the ranger school in Wanakena. She went to SUNY Potsdam. Her freshman fall, Alyssa went to the Halloween party with her siblings, like she always had. And to her surprise, Connor was there.
3: That Halloween party, when we would have been 18, the neighbor who always put it on, she said, well, why don't you guys? She was definitely in the know. She knew what was going on. Um, And so she said, oh, why don't you guys exchange uh, addresses and you can send letters? Because he was at ranger school and there was no service at ranger school, so we couldn't just text like regular
1: people. They exchanged addresses, and Alyssa challenged Connor. Who could send a letter first?
3: And so the next day, I went out, and I wrote a letter before I even had gone back to school, and I put Halloween candy in it and put it in the mailbox. And I didn't think I was going to get anything. And then when I got to school, like, the next day, there was a letter from him.
1: For the next six weeks, they sent flurries of letters back and forth.
3: And then when we came back from for winter break, we decided, like, okay, I think we're dating now. I think this is a thing. And it was cool because he was like, I've liked you, too, the whole time. So it was very cute.
1: After they both finished school, they moved in together in Potsdam. Connor took over St. Lawrence Nurseries when the previous owners, Bill and Diana McKentley, retired in 2015. Alyssa eventually joined him running the business. One fall day, Alyssa came home from work to a dark house. The living room was full of flickering pumpkins.
3: Hundreds of jack-o'-lanterns, and he and two of our farm crew had spent like a whole week not doing farm work, but they had um, gone all around the county and done like the roadside pumpkins that are for sale all during the fall. And so they took those and they spent a whole week carving pumpkins. And then there was like a display that said, will you marry me? I was totally surprised. Um, Did not think that was coming.
1: She said yes. And the next year on Halloween, they drove to Wanakena and hiked up to the Cathedral Rock Fire Tower.
3: And we climbed up to the fire tower. We got married up in the fire tower. And my uncle did a really awesome corpse bride Halloween creepy ceremony.
1: Then they headed back to Potsdam.
3: And we got all dressed up as like a zombie bride and groom. And we had this big giant Halloween party at our house. And everybody dressed up and everybody got totally soaked. It was like six inches of rain between 6 p.m. and midnight. It was the rainiest Halloween ever, but I figured that was good luck.
1: That day, they promised to spend every Halloween together for the rest of their lives, In doing so, the Hardimans have won their share of Best Costume Awards. Highlights include a KFC costume, where they dressed as Colonel Sanders, and a chicken.
3: We take it very seriously now. It's like we've decided we're going to own it, and this is like our thing.
1: Alyssa and Connor Hardiman now live on the same street they grew up on. And five years after the rainstorm, during their Halloween nuptials, Alyssa says she buys that rain is lucky on your wedding day. Amy Feieraisal, North Country Public Radio.
0: We have truly wonderful photos of Alyssa and Connor when they were kids at the big proposal, and at their wedding in Halloween costume. You can find those photos on our website, ncpr.org. Alyssa got in touch with us for the story through NCPR's Texting Club. It's one of the most direct ways our newsroom connects with listeners and North Country residents. Please join now. Text the word NEW to 315-978-6277. Join in the fun. Text the word NEW to 315-978-6277 and join NCPR's texting club. Thanks a lot. We have more news all the time at ncpr.org. Music today by Evan Veenstra of Gananoque, Ontario, and you bred Raptors of Hoffmeister, New York. I had to look that one up. It's in the way southern Adirondacks west of Paseko. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.